With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. And we're on. We are we're live in three, two, one, and one, and right. one. Or the person behind the camera that would sometimes go three, two. That's I mean two moments of silence after that because they can't chance it. That's a pro right there. That's a pro. That's we a learned pro. that in my high school media tech class that the last few counts are indeed silent. 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 Get yes. yourself together. Figure it out. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. sometimes though, I find that sometimes I will promise you I never got a cue. Like they'll be, we'll be coming back from commercial break. Oh, of course. I'll be yes. caught off guard and they'll be like, no, we definitely gave you a cue. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just completely tune it out now, don't I? I hear it so often. I just am like, I'm in the middle of a conversation. No. In this commercial break, <laughs> I will tell you there are times that cues, in fact, did not happen. Oh, that's true. There are sometimes, and those are the times I feel really self righteous. And I'm like, I could have got a cue here. Like, how dare you? I am here doing a perfect job, yes. nine I'm to like, five or whatever godforsaken hour I am here. Yeah. For. I'm like, I'm just trying to tune blast right now. Okay. This is my own time on these commercial breaks. Let me live. Okay. A, a tune blast update on my end. I have to, yes. s- I have a confession. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't blasted tunes in a while because I downloaded a new game. I know. What? I know. I know. And I, I'm, I'm like, I've been ashamed of it. And Fair. so what are you playing? Because of that, oh, really? Actually, the last thing open on my phone is Tune Blast. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I understand. I just need to, I need to rededicate myself to it tonight before I go to bed. I've been playing something called Block Puzzle, um, which is okay. basically... It looks like Tetris, but it's not Tetris. And that's okay. all I have to say about that. It said it was good mm. for your brain. And that's how they got me. Cause I, yes. I feel like I've been having brain decline. <laughs> okay. Let's delve into that more. Um, do we need to call someone Claire? Okay. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. I it's fine because I'm playing block puzzle and I'm doing Duolingo. And between those two things, I've decided that my brain will be strong again. Oh, yeah, you're Next time someone asks me or Jacqueline, like, where did Claire move? How's she doing? I'm going to say, oh, she had to move to Texas because of her brain decline. <laughs> you had Honestly, to move oh. somewhere special. Don't worry. Wouldn't be totally untrue. Would not be totally <laughs> Totally untrue. <laughs> I do go through times that I'm like, do I challenge my brain anymore? You know, because they say as you get older, the more important it is, you know, and seniors should play certain games or do activities that challenge your brain. And I'm like, forget seniors. Right now, I'm like, do I do anything that I have to really think hard to do? Like, no, not really. Well, my my mother, I she's I would say 
she's my parents are both 71 mm-hmm. and I would say my mom is about as sharp as a tack, you know, yeah. sharp as a used tack. Mm. And but part of it is because she does crosswords. She does, she does word games constantly. Yeah. And so I know that helps. And, uh, am I playing any word games? Not currently, but I'm getting there. I'm starting I mean, how to, do you expect to ever improve your brain decline. Claire, you're a horrible patient. Unbelievable. Well, I'm doing Duolingo. I'm trying to learn Spanish. Well, yeah, and that's I'm, good. Yeah. And I'm trying to speak it at work here and there. Cause I work with lots of people who are bilingual and I'm so jealous. Like how cool is it just to be like able to float in and out of two different languages? Oh I mean, it's God. crazy. I don't know how people do it. I think it's fantastic, but I'm, I truly don't know that my brain can do it. Well, one of my, um, one of my good friends, um, Lizzie, well, she, so she is one of my best friends, best friend, you know, but oh, then I yeah. just automatically have become good friends with her and she grew up in Puerto Rico. So she, you know, obviously speaks two languages and she's like, yeah, in my head, like I go in and out of both of them. That's so what like, I always like wonder. When you're it's like, yes. like, yeah, she's like, I go in and out. And she's like, sometimes I'll dream in English. Like sometimes I'll dream in Spanish. Okay. Well, I what? asked that question of my coworkers the other day, because I mean, they, it's truly, and it's, it's not like the, I, yeah, I, said, do you, I said, when you guys dream, do you dream in English or Spanish? And the two girls I'm closest with literally like blankly stared at me and just started laughing. They're like, that's Claire. Like, I don't know. They're like, what do you dream in? Like, we don't think about it. And I was like, Oh, I was like, oh. I thought it was an interesting question. Now you're excuse me for trying to bring us the icebreaker to the combo. <laughs> well, but when but they raised an interesting point because I'm was sitting and trying to think of my dreams, and I'm like, am I speaking English in my dreams? Am I speaking any type of language in my dreams? I don't know what's going on. Now that I think about it, most <laughs> of my dreams is just a lot of action. There's right. not like a lot I don't know talking. about yeah. like later. I don't remember people saying things. I just remember things happening. I. I saw, a, I think it was a meme the other day. I don't think it was a TikTok. And it was talking about like, I'm going to bu- butcher it. But it was like, I can't believe we're all just going through life acting like dreaming is no big deal where we literally just pass out for eight plus hours a night, mm-hmm. go into full-blown psychosis, hallucinate, a re- immediately wake up, forget it all, and just continue on about our day. <laughs> it is very psychotic, super psychotic when you really think about it. And we all just act like it's so normal. I'm like, did you hear my dream last night when I rode down that escalator on a giant chocolate chip cookie? Anyway, uh, let's get to the meeting. Yeah, <laughs> and I have real I mean, feelings. Like, truly, like every time, like sometimes- when I wake up and I, after I've had like a psychotic dream that immediately when I wake up, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, but hmm. I don't know if I believe in all this stuff that how your dreams have meaning or your meaning. I don't know. For me, it's always absolutely psychotic. And I will say the giant cookie on an escalator was one of my dreams. And it's one that I remembered. And I told my sister about it the next day and she brings it up periodically to me. She'll be like, all right, crazy. Remember that chocolate chip cookie? And I'm like, you're like, I yes. would rather not. I'm like, I, I wrote it like a bodyboard down the escalator. Sue me. It was cool. I caught a pancake whale one time from a creek with a Snoopy fishing pole. And I, I retold that whole yes. dream to my friend Catherine when we were little. And I think we, I'm pretty sure she still remembers it because we haven't talked about it in a while, but it's been brought up many times over the years. <laughs> That's so, I mean, 
But true, the weirdest part about it is that we can have such a vivid thing and while it's happening and right when you wake up, what makes our brain be like, nah, don't need that anymore. And you yeah. can't remember it at all. It's just poof. It's just like just out of re out of grasp. You're like, out of re- yeah, you're like, it's it. right here. It's like yeah. right here. Yeah. 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 I've had, I've had some crazy journey, like really crazy dreams over the past, like week, give or take. And I'm sitting here right now, like trying to think what they were. And I can't remember, but all I know is every morning in the past like week or so I've woken up. I'm like, what was that? What was that? The other thing. And it is, it is helpful. If you ever do remember it, say it to another person, because then it's locked in. Then if you just think of it yourself, you're like, you can convince yourself later that didn't happen. But if you've told another person, no, here's what my brain put out while I was snoozing. Okay. I come up the other iconic thing I said during that same dream that my sister will now say is I told I had a dream and she was in it and just real serious. I said to her, I was like, well, I was looking for you in a women's restroom and I couldn't find you. And the only people I recognized in that bathroom were you and Rachel Lee cook. So, and she was like, what? And I was like, really? All that. Of course she was there. Rachel. Amazing. Okay. Something one of y'all said a minute ago reminded me of a viral story and I just looked it up and it says it's from 2019, but do you guys remember when that came out where it said there's a group of people who don't hear their own voice in their head when they think to themselves or have an inner monologue? Do you remember when that came out? How, like when you talk to yourself, you can hear, like, if you just sit here to yourself and you're like, thinking or talking to yourself, you hear your own voice. Okay. I don't hear my own voice. You don't? When I do, when I think to myself, it's like I can hear my own voice inside my head. Yeah. Like talk to yourself. I I hear words, but it's not my voice. Well, I I guess it's more like, I guess they, maybe it's not even their own voice. They just don't hear words. Okay. I was like, I don't, it's definitely not my, I don't know what it is, but I don't. You're like, it is some Spanish speaking man. I don't know. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) I wish. And it's a lot, a lot uh, faster than any of us had anticipated. Claire's like my inner monologue is Horatio Sands from SNL. What about you? <laughs> I, I I would have been announcing that long ago. Long. Well, ago. I just looked it up and it's from some article from Dazed, some website, and yeah, it said, yeah. um, "Well, I'm just thinking. So why is it a surprise for us to hear that some people don't hear words in their heads? Um, I'll have to scan it. But anyway, I just remember it came out and it's just saying that this was a phenomenon. Most people who, who can hear a voice in their head don't realize that other people can't. And I remember when it came out, people online were talking a lot about the people that said they don't hear voices were shocked that we hear a voice in our head. And I'm girl, just like, I, I'd be hearing voices. Oh, I'd be. <laughs> she's and talking and she's like, for a long chatty, time. Chatty Kathy. Chatty Kathy. <laughs> we got some voices. Speaking of chatty Kathy's, you are listening to the A Block with Haley Harmon. Jocelyn Nye and me, Claire Crouch, and it's brought to you by our title sponsors at Relic Bridal. They are the premier wedding dress shop in Lexington, located at the Summit at Fritz Farm. They've got a vast selection of the latest designs and classic silhouettes, and we love the team over there so very much. If you were listening from the very first day of the A Block long, long, long ago, you may remember that we recorded our very first episode in the store. So if you or someone you know is in the market for a wedding gown, please give our friends Relics Bridal a call to book your appointment. You can visit their website, R-E-L-I-X bridal.com or visit their Instagram page at Relics Bridal for more information. Fantabulous. As you were reading that, I just saw, and I just, we just got to give a big shout out to our girl, big fan of the podcast, 
uh, Rihanna of Barbados. Oh, um, yes, according to todayshow.com, Today Show Rihanna has surpassed Kim Kardashian as America's youngest self-made woman billionaire. I know. I love I her. just now saw that. And now she has an estimated net worth of 1.4 billion, making her yeah. America's America's youngest self-made woman a billionaire. She's the same age as me, 34. Just mm-hmm. a, yeah, I'm just a few bucks away from that that same number. You know when you're at that level, it's all like the same. It's all the same. When yeah. look, I mean, who among us? Um yeah. one point right. four. At any, at any moment, one of us could pull ahead. It's kind of like, you know, a neck and neck race at this point. But I yeah, want her to have her moment. Yeah. We want her to have her moment, don't we? So we Rihanna, do. congratulations. Enjoy. Fenty <sighs> Beauty, I know it's a passion to you. Way to go. Yeah. Which have y'all, that. do y'all use any Fenty Beauty products? I've tried some when I've gotten free samples, but I don't use anything of hers religiously. I do love the, um, I, I have one, I think it's right here. Or actually, I guess it's in my purse. I like the lip gloss, the fussy lip gloss. Um, okay, yes. And it is really good. I love it. I just, but that's the only one I've, had, that's the only thing I've ever bought. I've never, you know what? I did have one of her highlighters, but I did not like it. And it was a high, she has a really great highlighter, mm-hmm. but then there was this kind of crappy one. And wouldn't you know what? I bought the crappy one. Oh, uh, so good. So good. What about you, Jack? Have you tried any of her products? Any of the Fenty? No, honestly, I've never tried them. And, um, I do know some people who like use some of her products, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not really, and this might come as a shock, but I'm not really like a person to try makeup or like other beauty of celebrities. Like, I just like, don't mm-hmm. really care. Like, I don't know. Like I like, I'm like, Oh, cool. But I'm like, I'm just going to, when it's that kind of a prestige price. Yeah, but yeah, Fenty's like really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember being shocked at such, I mean, immediately out of the gate. Cause anytime a celebrity attaches their name to any product, there's always that little worry of like, is it good? Or am I, or is it just good because their name is on it? But I remember Fenty Beauty from the get-go got amazing reviews. Yeah. Well, because like she had that, she had an amazing shade range that like really yeah. no other beauty line was doing. And now her influence has, I think, forced many other beauty lines to have a wider shade range. And then the lipsticks, I mean, Rihanna's not like she's not putting crap out there because then yeah, you've got yeah. her. I know I've got a lingerie I've got that's amazing, you know. Yeah, Savage or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. I mean, we're all billionaires. So, like, it doesn't matter the price point. Right. It's not it's about like, cost. No. 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 No, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I think that's awesome. I just said it said in the article since that's uh, blah, 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 since uh, her 2005 breakout hit Pond de Replay. And I'm like, that oh was. That was a 2005 Oh. Man, we're driving down Carrier Parkway in Grand Prairie, Texas. Yes, by the Westchester subdivision. I have oh, a, spe- a very specific memory when I was in high yeah. school in the car in my old '99 Toyota Corolla and listening to this upstart named Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New and thinking, I think she's got something going on here. She's got. She's going to be a billionaire. She's going to be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it. Yeah. No, but Jacqueline, I kind of know, I know exactly what you're saying. I get it where you're just, it's different if like, depending on what a celebrity puts out, but I hear what you're saying. So for most celebrity, like makeup lines, you're not that jazzed about it. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I think, you know, initially I really wasn't. And then obviously I feel like since now it's become as Claire has said, said like a very prestigious makeup line. So yeah, but I don't know. I just like, 
I'm kind of like stick to my stuff, especially when it comes to makeup. So like, I know I'm too. I like rarely think like, oh, I got to try something new because I really don't buy, you know, foundation. It's like, you know, even when I'm buying it, it's every what, however many months, it's not like something I'm, you know, buying once a month. You know what I mean? Uh I don't know, but I do, I do need to try it. Well, and the thing over the pandemic for me was, and I know some, you guys were like this too. I found so many, when we were all trying to save money, when we didn't know if we'd have jobs or not, like I found so many good drugstore dupes for a lot of the products I was using exclusively from Sephora. And some of them like, hello, wet and wild foundation. I just can't find, I can't justify replacing it with something that costs literally 10 times. No, there's like, I think less and less I can make an excuse for buying anything like from like makeup from Sephora. Yeah. Like it has to be a special product for me to be like, I could get it for a 10th of the price. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to try the L'Oreal like skin serum, I think is what it's called. Cause I use, I still, I, I was using an Ilia skin serum, tinted skin tinted skin serum. And mm-hmm. I've liked it. Okay. And then I, I'm, then I have a NARS that I'm finishing up. <laughs> I'm just like been just using the empties. And then I've got a, um, what's it called? The say skin tent slip tent that I, Oh, cool. And it's really, um, it's the lightest coverage of all of them, but I do like it. I just mm-hmm. have been trying to play with what, how little can I get away with in terms of makeup on my face and still look Mm -hmm. like you like yours. Oh, Oh, hello. We're recording (laughs) somewhere. Are we back from the dead? (laughs) I don't know. I guess should we just, um, maybe we should, should we text her and see if she wants us to just continue or, or should we wait? Yes. We're, um, well, since we are recording, I'm just going to talk us through this as we, uh, keep going. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's just, yeah, we'll rock and roll. We've lost Jacqueline. Um, she bailed, she said she bailed. enough midway through. She said, wait a minute. I don't like Fenty, Fenty beauty. And I don't like either one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, we were mid recording. And all of a sudden she freezes. Cause we do this over zoom. And then she disappeared and it said recording stopped. Uh, and then she texted us and just said the power went out where she is. So, so we are figuring things out. Hopefully um, Jacqueline will get power again and she can rejoin us. If not, we'll never speak to her again. Yeah. This is like a live falling apart of our friendship. <sighs> Sorry. Wow. You guys hear this. this Don't is tell like- Jacqueline anything we've said about her. Okay. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Just don't. Um, Go ahead. I, oh, so drop calls ruining your life. (laughs) (laughs) Switch to AT&T. Switch from AT&T. They just raised my bill. Oh, did they? Yeah, rude. Ooh, rude. I'm I'm still on my parents' Verizon plan. And recently my mom was like, are you thinking about get your own plan? And I'm like, but why when things are working so well and they have since I was 16, I mean, I pay for it. I pay them every month, but I'm yeah. still like, why ruin a good thing? One day, my parents just deleted our pl- deleted, um, canceled our plan because they switched. They were, when they were at some point, cause they're over 65, they were able to get a really cheap phone plan through Costco. And I know. And, um, so they just went and like canceled the plan and forgot to tell me 
And there I was in Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. And all of a sudden my phone's not working. And I was like, why what? isn't my phone working? And I had to like email my parents to try and figure out what's going on. And they were like, oh, well, we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we going off the grid, Claire. Yeah, See ya. <laughs> really. And my mom said, well, we didn't realize it would affect yours. And I was like, yeah, you canceled uh, it all. You're like, so. get back to those crossword games. Cause you're losing your mind. Susan. Yeah. Your brain is we're losing it. You're losing um, brain power. But, um, okay. I, um, my mom and I saw Elvis this past weekend. Okay. Tell me about it because Lee, my co-host, he saw it and said it was absolutely amazing. He cried when the trailer came out oh, and was uh, telling all of us at work was like, y'all, this is going to be so good. It was amazing. I might've teared up. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of really into Elvis. I shockingly, I mean, not shockingly. Okay. I've of course know a lot of Elvis songs. How could you not? Um, yeah. and I've got several like gospel records from Elvis that are fantastic because in yeah. my opinion, that's when he's at his best, uh-huh. but it was really my move home from New York. My dad and I drove from New York to Texas and we stopped in Memphis and we went to Graceland and uh-huh. I, I mean, I was, my mom was like, I think y'all should go to Graceland if you have time. And so we did. And I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. And then I was like indoctrinated at, by the end of it. I was like, mm-hmm. Elvis was an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. He's so talented, such a good man, had a tragic life in terms of the way people kind of took advantage of him, but only wanted to do the best. And then when I moved to Kentucky and my mom and I drove from Texas to Kentucky, I made us go to Graceland again. And so I've been to Graceland twice and I would go once a year for the rest of my life. <laughs> but yeah, no, and I movie, would like to be buried there. Honestly, if they would allow it. Um, but I, yeah, I, we loved the movie. It was phenomenal and it was so much fun until it kind of wasn't. It is a, a very sad end just because what happens. Well, you know, um, gosh, he, uh, he died. Um, one thing I didn't realize is he was, I I, I never, I always forget how young he was when he died. I know. Was he even 40? I think he was 42. I don't think he was 38. I think he was Uh 42. Those are two numbers for whatever reason in my mind always get crisscrossed. Um, I think it it makes no sense, but it, it's something I've noticed about myself, but I think he was 42. So that's just so young. It is incredible. So much, but Austin Butler was amazing. The movie Mm. was a bit, it's kind of trippy. It's Boz Lerman. So like, yes, who did like like, the great Gatsby and kind of lots of Moulin Rouge, like, you know, that shots. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Lee described it to all of us. He was like, it's very kind of artsy as well, but he was saying how great Austin Butler is that he was like, Austin Butler is Elvis. Yeah, no, he really was. There were times where like it didn't, he didn't just kind of look like Elvis. You, it was like, that's, that's Elvis. And there is one mm-hmm. point in the movie where they are actually showing Elvis. <laughs> so you're like, oh Elvis. my gosh, it's uncanny. <laughs> well, I was afraid sometimes my mom will not pick up when they like switch stuff like that in movies just for any number of reasons. And I was like, I really hope she knows this is actual footage. <laughs> this is actual footage. Yeah, and I think I, she did. I'm a bad Tennessean because I was born in Memphis, lived my entire young adult life in middle Tennessee. I've never been to Graceland except when I was, when I I know, I know I went, I think I went when I was a baby. My mom says like when I was like a, but like a baby baby and they went on like a family trip. So physically I've been there, but I've not been in there in adulthood. 
childhood, been there in adulthood or been back to, I think I've driven through Memphis, like traveling to other places. But recently, even before the movie came out, anytime someone brings up Graceland, I think, how have I never been there in adulthood? And just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, I've got to go, especially with this movie. And you know, it's going to be so hard to get in there now, right now, after the movie comes out, because it'll inspire so many other people to go that haven't been. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. I, I, I love Elvis. And it's so funny. I have a good friend here um, who we grew up together and now I live near her again. We went to high school together. And um, not too long ago, she went to Memphis completely apart from me. And like, I don't even know that we ever discussed it. And she's had the same experience where she went and she just like fell 100% in love with Elvis, the person he's, I mean, he is singular, you know, mm-hmm. he is Elvis. I mean, just the name Elvis Presley, like he was destined to be that's famous. just as that's like, a superstar's name. Yes. Elvis Presley. I will say I became, cause obviously, like you said, everyone's a fan of Elvis, or even if you weren't, or was before your time or whatever they always say, it's like, his songs are so iconic. You know, of him, you, you grasp how big of a star he was, mm-hmm. but I like had an extra excitement for it last year. Cause for the show we air in the Columbus Starkville, Tupelo, Mississippi market, which is where mm-hmm. Elvis was from Tupelo, yes. Mississippi. So we, during that trip, went to his childhood home, which is still standing and you can tour it. It's a two room home, not two bedroom, two rooms. It had a front room and then a kitchen in the back and that's it. They were dirt poor. So you can see that like one of his family's cars is there. And then the museum is there. The Sun Records Museum. Is that Um, Records in Memphis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like the, yeah, yeah, this was in Tupelo and it was just like the Elvis Presley Museum. And it's just about his young life. And even just being there, I was like, I can't imagine how great Graceland is where he spent most of his adult life, you know? And so it was kind of, I've been to where his childhood home is, which if you loved Graceland, you've got some time, if you ever can go to that childhood home, because it just was like, I cannot believe this is the home where little baby Elvis was. Well, that's where he, yeah, that's his roots. And that's where he was exposed to, I mean, so much of his influence was, um, the gospel music and then just like black African-American culture. And they, Mm -hmm. they show that in the movie and it is a really, it's just really neat to see those beginnings and watch how, I mean, obviously it's a fictionalized version of his life, but it does seem like he was really well-received by the like black musicians and African-American musicians at the time, like huge musicians like BB King and yeah. also how he kind of like paid homage to them through his career and the things that he learned from the revival tents and these like late night clubs that he would hang out in Memphis. So it was just really a whole part of, I mean, again, it's fictionalized, but I like to think it was really some like really mm-hmm. similar to what real life was like. I just, I loved it. Yeah. It was a great movie. Oh, and, so yeah. good. I want to yeah. see it. And now I'm like, you've made me feel, I'm like, why I've got to go to Graceland. That's it. Let's yeah. go. All right. Unplug. Let's go for it. We're go going to. right now. And this will be Claire's visit for 2022. Cause as you heard her say, she'll go every year. I, I really, I really, really would. So, Welcome but, to the A Block Podcast. The A obviously stands for A Aaron, Elvis Aaron Presley. That's right. Um, thank you so much for being with us for this Elvis fan podcast. Oh, I, I would love to turn this into an ice cream and Elvis. Oh my gosh, podcast. what a duo. Ice cream and Elvis. Oh, did I tell you? You'll laugh. I was, do you ever say something? And then as soon as you say it, you're like, why did my brain betray me and let me say something so stupid? And then someone else calls you on it and you're like, 
Even Man. I'm shocked at how dumb I was. <laughs> we're driving. We were on a road trip for the show a few weeks ago, and there was this old outdoor like drive-in movie theater. But I guess they still show movies. We were in um, North Carolina, so we're driving down a highway, and there's this drive-in movie theater on the side of the road, and it says now showing Elvis or it's soon to be showing Elvis the date it came out. Cause it was right before it came out. So it said Elvis. And then underneath it, it said a Butler. Thanks. No, it said a Butler. A Butler T. Hanks. <laughs> but what I read to the group and made fun of, I go a Butler. Thanks. What does that mean? mean? That's crazy. And they were all like Austin Butler. Tom Hanks and I was like okay okay. well they need to work on their spacing don't you think yeah okay everybody shut up if no one had corrected me I would have laughed to my dying day at that drive-in theater and been like what were they trying to say that's like how for it wasn't until I was nearly done with college that I finally understood I guess it's a riddle what's black white and red all over yeah newspaper Mm-hmm. And I always just took it for, I was like black, white, and red all over newspaper. Like that's the answer, but like, this makes no sense. There's no red ink on the newspaper. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, I was literally waiting for the subway one day, to like go to class. And it hit me. I was like, red, R-E-A-D. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm oh. so stupid. Yes, <laughs> I, It's ridiculous. It's those moments where you're like, Sometimes I think I'm pretty smart most of the time. And then times where it's like your brain is just like, not today. No, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm checking out for the day. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. that, I say a butler. Thanks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> really, I read it out loud too, all high and mighty. Like whoever does their signs is stupid. Oh, I've, I, well, when you said it, and even after seeing the movie and knowing full well, Tom Hanks, who is like one of the great loves of my life is in the movie. I was like a Butler. Okay. Austin Butler, but thanks. Are they thanks. thanking him for his performance? Yeah, They're like Austin Butler. Thank thanks. you for being so good. Okay. And of course I did the typical psychotic thing and I'm saying typical for me, but I'm saying <laughs> hoping that everybody else does this too. So like of course, as soon as the movie's over, I'm like, okay, so I am now in love with Austin Butler. So now I am marrying Austin Butler. And yes. so then I just like obsessively Google him and try and yes. figure out his every figure out everything life. about him, where your lives could possibly intersect in real exactly. life. And I don't care if I'm older, younger, speak different languages. It doesn't matter if love is love. And I love found love in Elvis and a Butler. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. No, that's, that was me with Miles Teller after Top Gun Maverick. I was like, well, Miles and I are obviously going to be together. Um, how the Lord makes that happen for us is really up to him. It's really none of my business. It's none of my business. I'm just here for the journey. Th- exactly. Thank you so much to that. Hey, Butler. Thanks. Thanks. If you think that's not the name of this episode, You've You're out of your minds. I can't wait for Jacqueline to hear this part of this episode and be like, "These two idiots." Oh, <laughs> we'll be like, stupid. "You're just mad. You're not with Austin Butler and Miles Teller's future wives." So that's right. Oh, jealousy I want to see a disease. You get well it soon. Oh, it is a disease. <laughs> Black, white, and jealous all over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a disease. Get well soon. Oh, so so good. I wanted to show you this real quick. I meant to show it when we first started. I'm having a glass of Chardonnay. I was gifted this um, by a friend a few weeks ago, and it was a two set. You know, cork sickle that makes the like 
kind of Yeti like tumblers and cups and stuff. They also make like to go wine glasses. Yeah. They've come out with a glass line Ooh. so it's glass but it's double walled so i don't know it's if you can cold. see yeah so I can, it looks cold. thicker yeah yes so it's like the wine kind of stops right here because it's got a second wall around it it's got those finger indentions like oh, their yeah. to-go cups have and if it's like white wine or a cold drink it won't get condensation on your hand or the outside of the glass and i guess your hand won't warm it up that's exactly right so anyway i'm using it tonight for the first time and it's hard to tell in this light and since <laughs> podcasts are a, uh, medium, not for your eyes. None of you will see this. Um, it's, um, iridescent. It's like, oh, no, I was going to ask if it was, it, it kind of looks like, yeah. So they make regular, but this one is like a holographic. Um, anytime I see holographic, I just say, shout out to my girl, Tati. I know she loves holographic, she loves, holographic. She loves and she, she loves it. She loves it. Packaging products. We don't care. Mm-mm. So Tati, this pouring this one out for you. We love you, Tati. She just posted a new video yesterday. She's officially moved into her new house here in the Dallas area. And thus the adventure begins. I will (laughs) find her. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say Austin and I will be married there. Yeah, at their estate. I did go to the Sephora the other day that she went to in her one video where she um, went to Sephora. Cause I've been to the Ulta. She goes to the Ulta. That's or that one video she posted. She yes. goes to the Ulta that's right near me. But the other day I was like kind of in a weird place and I needed to pop into Sephora. And, uh, I was like, Ooh, this is Tati Sephora. I wonder if she'll be here today. She just here. walked around and said, Tati, where are you? Come out, come out wherever you are. Like on a Ferris in, um, <laughs> just friends, yeah. Ashton. <laughs> where are you is am i a punk ashton <laughs> she's god that was such a good role she and ryan reynolds were so good in that film it's a classic I, I need to watch that again because i haven't seen it in a while and i saw it with a particular person where i'm just like oh <laughs> uh, oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah where you're like you ruined that for me yeah but i know the movie was good so i just need to to rechristen it in a, a yes. new stage of my life Yes, you do. That was so good. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, you, and then Amy Smart. And then who, um, there's the, I can't the other person. There's the male actor, Chris. I can't think of his name. I can't. He's one of the Chris's. Chris Um, Evans. No, Chris, he's not as popular. He was big in kind of that era of movies. Um, wish there was a way to find out. They don't publish those records anywhere. They, They don't. No, that's not on, not on Al Gore's internet. They don't <laughs> No, Absolutely not. Let's uh-uh. see who can come up with it first. Chris Klein, Chris Klein. Thank you. Chris Klein. We love you. Big fan of the podcast as well. Do y'all remember? And y'all, you know, all of y'all, yeah, um, all, of us, all of us sitting <laughs> here listening. Hi everybody. Austin, Miles. Um, <laughs> the, a couple years ago, what movie was it? Where the, <laughs> I'm like getting uncomfortable just thinking about it. I'm excited. They re- they re- it was Chris Klein's audition tape that got released. Oh, what yeah. Mo- and what movie was it for? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I'm going to have to look Mama it up. Mia? Was it for? It was for something where he was like, I think, really earnestly auditioning for something. And it was so uncomfortable. Oh, Mama Mia. No, it is a Mama Mia audition. Yeah, I so. Yeah. yeah. It says off key Chris Klein audition for Mama Mia. Oh God. Oh, but it kind of made me love him more. And he was a person I didn't really have any love for either way. And then after that, I was like, you know what? 
I give him points for this. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, we all have a dream. We all have a role that we think we want. I love effort. Oh, yeah. I like a commitment, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He said, so in 2021, he commented on it because that audition tape first went viral in 2010. He said, I thought to myself, wow, did I piss somebody off? Or maybe it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. So why did he end up auditioning for the movie? He said, I took a chance. I can't sing. I don't know why I was in there, but I took a chance. It's a musical. Let's see if I can give it a shot. Well, <laughs> he goes on to say it was really a dreadful audition. So he's aware. Yeah, that's that's the saving grace. He knows it was bad. It'd be, it's those people that sing and think they're really good. You see them at karaoke nights all across the nation. And they're like, this is way too serious. Yeah, way too serious. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. Mm -mm." We're happy for you. You're definitely in need of something. And I hope you're getting it here and now. Here and now. And I hope we're filling you up, filling you up with the attention you need. Yes. Um, okay. A star that speaking of stars that we kind of forgot about, um, Hayden Panettiere is in the news this week. First fell in love with her as a little child actress when she was in remember the Titans. Oh, she was unlike, she was lightning in a bottle in lightning in a bottle. Titans. One of the most beautiful and talented children to have ever walked this planet. Yes. And then she went on, she was in heroes. She was in Nashville. And then she kind of went off the map a little bit. She, she she came out times with different had, men she was with and yeah and then she would admit it she went through postpartum depression uh and was really open about that after she had her baby with her now ex vladimir klishko the um pro boxer mm-hmm. um and their daughter actually now lives with him in ukraine yeah. um and anyway she says she came out this week with this huge interview in people magazine talking about her secret um addiction to opioids and alcohol during that whole uh-huh. like apparently it started when she was like 15 she said a member of her team in the article she said started giving her quote happy pills before she'd go do red carpets and she said i didn't even know what they were well it was some kind of upper she was like and that's when it started and then she got into a really bad she just goes full detail talks about using pills and alcohol even when she was on nashville she said, those years I was on Nashville were some of the most traumatic. I was fine at work, but as soon as I wasn't at work, I was just God. off the rails. Um, and then she says at the same time, she when she had her baby, she said, I did not drink when I was pregnant or do anything like that. But as soon as she got done, she got had postpartum depression and then got back into the addiction. And she said, that's when she had, she decided I have to let her go live with her dad. I'm not well enough. Mm. Um, and said just in the last year, in the last year, she went to a long-term rehab and trauma treatment center and said, I mean, that's how recent it is. Yeah. It just broke my heart to read. I was like, in a way it kind of made sense. Cause then you're right. Her boyfriend after Vladimir yeah. was arrested for domestic violence involving yeah. Hayden. It was just a really dark, ugly thing that was like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, yeah. I give her so much credit a for talking about it and be for seeking the help and treatment that she needs because Mm -hmm. we know and hear how absolutely gripping addiction can be, especially opioids. And Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. is certainly not alone in that struggle and hearing you talk about it. I mean, not to bring it back to a place of Elvis, but like that was his demise as people started giving him pills to stay up and you know, and then pills to be able to sleep. And Mm -hmm. we know the same thing happened with Judy Garland back in the day. So many stars, especially people who start out so young in the entertainment industry. So it's really sad to hear that it has ever happened. It's really upsetting to hear that it's still happening in a day and age where you think we're so much more sophisticated and aware Mm -hmm. of how harmful that type of, um, 
self-medicating and yeah, can be. And so, and hopefully I'm sure this is bound to help people. We're I talking think so about too. it. Cause mm-hmm. in a way, I mean, it's super shocking. Cause you're just like, Oh my gosh, she was this big star. And she admits, she's like, yeah, I had this perfect life and everything seemed good, but I was struggling and it just got worse and worse and worse. And you know, here I am. And she said it was so bad at one point she would wake up in the morning and have the shakes so bad from like alcohol withdrawal. Mm-hmm. She would have to start sipping alcohol first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, it just makes you want to hug her and just think, thank God she got out of that because so many young stars, like, you know, the Amy Winehouses of the world or mm-hmm. any, all these other young stars that tragically die before they get help, you exactly. know, and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Heath Ledger, you know, and stuff. It's just like, so thank God she was able to get help and that she's okay now. And hopefully she can stay on, you know, on, on a positive path and not, you know, fall back into it. But yeah, yeah, it was just like, but it made me think a lot about her when she was like a young, like you said, she was lightning in a bottle back then. Yeah. It was just like, who is this spunky little cool girl? That's like saying these amazing lines and remember the Titans. It was just like, what? She was like, I mean, there were obviously lots of stars in that movie, but she was a real standout and she had that beautiful curly hair, curly hair. Unbelievable. I loved it. I was like, who, I want to be this girl. I mean, I think I was like several years older than her, but she still just seemed so yeah, just spunky and neat. And, yeah. Hayden um, Panettiere, I saw her when I worked, um, I worked at the ABC station in Knoxville, Tennessee for a while. And, and it was while they were filming Nashville in Nashville. Yeah. So because they were ABC and we were too, I got to travel to the set one day <gasps> be on set. So I saw Connie Britton. I saw Charles Esten, that whole, I was on set one day when they were filming a couple of scenes and I got to be on the set, like right off to the side, one with Hayden Panettiere. And I just remember standing there looking at her She's one of the smallest humans I've ever seen. Okay. She looks like she would be really small and some people don't. Yeah. But so she is just tiny. So short, so petite. Everything about her was just so little. And I was like, look at this little powerhouse of a woman. And I remember they shot a scene. And what I remember most about her scene was it was like a big stage scene and they made her come off and they were like, whoever your makeup, they like called her makeup artist over. They were like, you need to redo her makeup. We can't see her eyes. You did not put enough mascara on her. And I just remember I was standing there to the side, like, this is so juicy. So she sat right next to me and pulls out her own mascara and starts putting a bunch of mascara on her lashes. And I just remember being like, wow. Look at her go. Look at her. Look at her go. Look at her with that mascara. But I sure, but that was to me was the biggest thing. I was like, she's so small. Like, and then it makes sense why those pictures when she and Vladimir Klitschko were together, I freaking oh my gosh. He was like twice as tall as her. I mean, Truly. it looked like a circus act because she was so tiny. And I can remember back then there were funny interviews that people did. They're like, so how do you guys? Yeah. You know, and no. she said at that time where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's true. But yeah, when they were first dating, it was like, how does this work? Does he just yeah, pick you up yeah. and put, put you in his pocket when you get tired of walking? Like what's going on? Seriously. He could just carry her around like a little purse. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway. So prayers for Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Read the article. If you guys haven't, I think some of it is on peoplemagazine.com or you can, if you pick up a people, you can read the whole article, but yeah. I mean, wow. Like you said, I think this will help people props to her for opening up about something that was so private and so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of people magazine, I've got a people magazine article right in front of me Yes, about the one and only Lindsay Lohan, who is a married woman, Lindsay. I'm telling you, this is the year of Paris, Brittany, Lindsay. It's so true. This is the year for them. It's really, it was really interesting. Yes. Like, all three of them have gotten married this year. Yeah. 
Wow. That's wild. Wow. Some kind of conspiracy. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on. Me too. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she is married to financier Badr Shamas. Um, I think they've been together for a little while now, but she kind of subtly announced it on Instagram. I felt like I was reading the caption. I mm-hmm. saw the post like yesterday, the day before. And I thought it was just like about, cause I think it was on her birthday that she posted it. And then she called him. She said, can't believe he's my husband. And I was like, wait, when you guys are married. I knew you were engaged. Um, and then she, yeah, she, she said, I am stunned that this is my husband, my life and my everything. Every woman should feel like this every day. And you know what? We all know Lindsay's been through a lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a roller coaster over the past 20 years or so. And so, you know what? I am just as happy as I can be for her that she seems to I be know. having a pretty low key time. Things seem to be the least weird Chaos. that they've been yeah. in a long time. And she's yeah. got a podcast and a, like a Netflix show and now she's married. So hopefully she's really coming into her own and hitting her stride and able to maybe enjoy life a little bit without yeah yes. all the chaos surrounding it. Yes. Although I've got to give a shout out to the video that I just saw again for the first time in several months, the viral dancing video of Lindsay. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. It came up on my TikTok the other day and it was just someone who had reposted it. No explanation, nothing. It was just like, I think their caption was something like, I think we still need to see this again. Yeah. And it's that y'all, if you haven't seen it, she's like dancing on like the patio of like of maybe her yacht club before yacht club or something. And it's, you know, everybody dance, whatever is in your heart, but her dance there, it is, she does a head flip thing. It's gorgeous. It's it's iconic, you know, and Lindsay probably danced that way at her wedding and good for her. Well, I thought when you said viral video, I I somehow forgot about that amazing video, but then there Mm. was also that really weird video where she was like trying to quote unquote, like save these children. And she got like slapped by this woman in the streets of Dubai. I don't know if she was in Dubai or somewhere like in the middle East where she had been living. Yeah. It was crazy. Everyone was like, Lindsay, what, what are you doing? Stop Um, it. She, you can't say she hasn't lived, you know, she has been through a lot. She's had a lot of experiences. Yes. Some of these girls I'm like, in a way like Rihanna's that's now worth a billion. It's like, and how is she like right in our age bracket? And then other ones that are also like in our age bracket, like Lindsay, that's like, she has also experienced a whole lot in the same amount of time that yes, I've been yes. alive. Like, yeah, like Lindsay is my same age. Rihanna is your same age. And yes. again, our it's lives like, are just not exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. We don't have many similar experiences. I will no. say, but um, cheers to her and her. Yes. Cheers to Lindsay. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, well, All right. Let's talk about some other old stars. I, this is a development that kind of came to me in waves and culminated today where I was just like, you know what? These men, God bless them. It started the other day uh, or last weekend. So on the 4th of July weekend, uh, I had plans, but then the people I had plans with one of them got sick. And so our plans were canceled. And so I was like, well, what do I do now? Selfish. Yeah. Hello. It's <laughs> holiday weekend. Um, I ended up binging the entire Peacock series, Dr. Death, which I had listened to the podcast 
Okay. Um, I've listened to the podcast. I have not watched the series. Yes. And so, and I had wanted to watch the series. I have gotten to know the case in a different type of way, uh, since living in Dallas. Cause that's where the whole case took place. It's the, it's the case of Dr. Christopher Dunn. She was like a neurosurgeon who maimed and, um, two of his patients died. And I think they don't say this in the series, but I think I remember on the podcast, them saying he's the first doctor to ever be prosecuted for crimes committed inside the operating room. I feel like I remember that wow. being like the tagline, like that's why the case was such a big deal, but yeah. either way, that's what happened. So yeah. anyway, Peacock did a series on it starring Jonathan, Joshua Jackson, you know, Pacey oh, from Dawson's Creek, yes. okay. Dr. Dunch. Uh-huh. Actually, the cast is pretty amazing. I didn't realize- is Alec Connie Baldwin. in that? No, she was in um, Dirty John. Dirty John. Okay, yeah. that's the one. And that's her and Eric Bana, isn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, sorry. That's what I was envisioning. Sorry. But yes, I have listened to Dr. Death as well. Dirty John mm-hmm. and Dr. Death. I feel like we're both big at the same time. And yes. Okay, anyway, go ahead. And so Joshua Jackson plays Christopher Dunch. And granted, he doesn't look the best by the end. But as I was watching it, I was like, Joshua Jackson, he he still does it a little for mm-hmm. me. I still mm-hmm. think he's very cute and handsome. Mm-hmm. And there's just like that comfort level to him where I'm like, I've seen this face such for such a long time. Yes. And, and then, uh, I was listening to another podcast who mentioned one of my absolute all time favorite heartthrobs, Scott Speedman from city. Oh. I mean, truly one of the hottest human beings of all time. Remember the strangers? Oh my God. Do I? First of all, I was scared. Live. I was like, don't. I was no, that movie so was- scared and so aroused. <laughs> perfect combination. The perfect combination. The best. The best. No, that, yes. No, that for me. Yes. Felicity, of course. But when I think of Scott Speedman, I'm like, baby, hold me. There's someone outside the glass door. He's so hot. And he is still oh. so hot. When I lived in LA, I saw him a couple times in person. Oh dear. I, I famously between me and my friend James, um, said that Scott Speedman knew me because we kept going to the coffee shop at the same time. And he nodded at me one time and I was like, we know each other. Okay. I'm friends with him. We're a hop, skip and a jump from matrimony. What can I say? I wish, but he's in a new movie and I looked him up today to see what Scott looked like. Um, Mm-hmm. And my God, oh, he right looked so good. And so that's another like nineties, like mainstay for me. And then when I was dabbling around on people.com earlier, are you, you just saw a mm-hmm. picture of Scott Speedman. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, I can't, oh, oh, it's oh. unreal. It's unreal. And here's the thing. Here's what gets me. I'm like, there are a lot of beautiful women out there. Yeah. But 99% of women, we wear a lot of makeup or especially right. stars. When you see them on the red carpet, these men never wear any makeup. And I'm this, like, they're this hot with no makeup on. What? Like, how? you know, there'll be female stars that they'll be like, do a special, like no makeup photo shoot. Mm. They still all like makeup on BTW. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, but it, that is true. And you know what? I'm not saying when the men go on red carpets, their team doesn't put a little no shine powder or something, but I'm like, how are they this beautiful? And they don't have any products to make them look better. No, and they're rugged and they're just 
delicious. And then today I, um, <laughs> I came across an article about Hanson, the boy band from the nineties. I saw that today. Okay, uh-huh. I didn't click on it. But them. I'm like, hi, I was in love with Zach. He was my boy back then. Did you have a favorite? Were you team Taylor? No, Zach was the youngest, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was way into Zach was my favorite. Taylor I was, was like, little. Isaac was the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam. Yes. Bam, bam, bam. Hanson, the orange, uh, the orange CD. Oh. Oh, I love it. I still have it. It's, it's at my parents' house somewhere. Mm-hmm. That was um, one of the first CDs I ever got. And I got it for Christmas from my parents. And I truly was just like, well, in an umbop, it's gone. I need no other music ever <laughs> yeah. again. I remember choreographing. I was over at my friend Blair's house as children. Her house had a pool with a slide and hey. we choreographed a slide dance to umbop. And it was oh. really very important. Very important. Yes. That was also the house where I heard Wanna Be by Spice Girls for the first time. So a lot of really important musical exposure happened at that home. A lot happened over there. Yeah. But anyway, this was just a realization on my part that there's still a lot of formerly hot 90s heartthrobs that are still a very hot in 2022, if not hotter today than they were before. Yes. Oh my so, gosh. I, I agree. 100%. There's really not a whole lot to say. It just needed to be called. Well, I was just trying to, I was going to look some up. Cause I was like, I know that there's some, Oh yeah, there's way more, but those were the three. They just like all hit me in the face recently. Do you know a TikTok I saw the other day? And I was like, I love, that's one of my favorite things about TikTok. You can say it makes us watch it too much. There's silly things on there. What are we even doing on here? Blah, blah, blah. I love the obscurity of different things. People will call out a random experience that we've all had, but none of us knew we had all had it or a little thing, a moment in time. Like right now, they'll be like, kids, if you were born in the nineties, you'll appreciate this. Or if you were born in the eighties, you'll appreciate this. It's those random call outs that are one of my favorite things on TikTok. And someone said, if you were born in the eighties, you'll appreciate this. And it was like, I'd never known love until I saw this face. And it was the scene in Casper where the boy comes out. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. No, this is a really scarring thing in my life. Oh no. What happened? Okay. That was Devin Sawa. Yes. That was the, yes. Thank I, you. I couldn't think of it. Oh, Devin Sawa. Oh, I thought was so hot. He as, was, he was hotter than Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'll write it. I'll say it here. I don't care who hears it. Agreed. And that's going to make you feel really funny when I tell you the next part. <laughs> so at this age, I had a haircut like a boy and I saw that movie with my brothers. And at the end they were like, Claire, that looks like you, you go, <laughs> no. man. And that's on brothers. Thanks. I a lot. Never. I will never forget it. And I was like, do I look like Devin Sawa? <laughs> if I was there, I would have been like, yeah, lucky. Cause I kind of had, like, I kind of had like the butt cut haircut from the nineties. That's kind of what oh, I yeah. looked like. And I, we were both blonde and Hey, you could have done a lot worse. Devin Sawa was a full mood. He played a ghost. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you have to be hot to do that. He that's oh. called range. Okay. That's called range. <laughs> you know what? Let's everybody, if you're listening to this and you, um, have your, first of all, your parents permission to go online, but then also, um, if you can do it safely, let's all look up a current day photo of Devin Sawa. I don't know if he, oh. I don't think it's good. You know, oh no, I think he's had some hard no, times. 
Yeah, I think he's had some hard times. I'm looking at a photo that looks like it's from that period, though. He's in a white T-shirt, a plaid button down tied around his waist. Are you sure you're not looking at a picture of me? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. This is um, the Crouch Family album. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm here, Claire. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, I can see it is the thing. Like, <laughs> I just pulled up a screen grab of the moment where you first see him when, um, uh, what's the girl that played the main Christina girl? Ricci. That's what Christina Ricci and him dance on the dance floor. Oh, oh but it was, it was life-changing when you saw how hot Ca- Casper was as a human boy. You're like, it what? was just like, Casper's was, hot. We were like, it's unbelievable. And all of us kids were just like, I've never seen anything so beautiful. <laughs> really it and was then, it, then it was what was the movie that it was like Devin Sawa well no it was on home improvement Devin Sawa was on there Jonathan Taylor Thomas and then there was the other brother that wasn't so cute he wasn't one of the brothers not home improvement is that you it was also me <laughs> <laughs> was another no. guy that looked like them but now that you're saying that it wasn't Devin Sawa. yeah he, I can they do look similar at he the three of us could be triplets oh my gosh the three of you <laughs> Um, it says that Devin, Devin Edward Sawa is a Canadian actor. Okay. All right. Began acting when he was a teen and appeared in several films in the nineties, including, oh, Little Giants. Oh, that Little Giants. Movie. He was in Huck and, he was in Huck and Tom and Huck, wasn't he? With Andrew Keegan. Oh, wait, wait I got to look up Andrew Keegan. Guys, what's going on? Where did you all go? He was so tan. I think he dated um leanne ryan oh. i'm i'm having a recovered memory i believe i saw him in person in arlington texas because she oh andrew keegan is hot yeah i'm looking <laughs> at him right now and i'm like uh, andrew oh here's a picture of him did he date leanne rhymes i think he did that's what i was just Guys, saying andrew keegan is a name i never could have pulled out of my butt but seeing him here oh i was in love with him oh he was in 10 things i hate about you moesha party of five seventh heaven Oh, wow. Doesn't he does have a partner, but they're so they're not married. Maybe they're just in a long committed relationship, which, you know, that's good, too, I guess. Look at this photo. Do you see? Hi. Hey. Oh, whoa. Okay. It just um, it just focused and he's shirtless. A a shirtless Um, child, I believe. A shirtless Um, child back then. Guys, who are your favorite 90s actors that were in movies or shows that when we we're too young to be thinking about being married. We, um, we all fantasize ourselves to them, to being married to them. Devin saw was a moment in time. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I was fully in love with for a time. Zach from Hanson though, was it for me? He was like my biggest, like, I was like, I have to be with him. Yeah. I went through a lot of different fa- I was, I've always been boy crazy. Um, but I was very like, I had like a lot of celebrity crushes. Um, oh yeah. And well, you I, wouldn't be loyal to just one. No, okay. you can't. No, there's too much, too, too many men. Too many um, men. I, but I, I think my, uh, in stereotypical, like our age range fashion, I think my first really hard love was Leo. Like, I think oh, that was yeah. like, I legitimately, I think I've said this before. I remember when he was on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine and I spoke to it and told him we would be together one day. And mm-hmm. then I, I was really in love with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, like really in love with them. When Pearl Harbor came out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Josh Hartnett. 
Yes. I was like, who could blame this woman? Okay. <laughs> he thought we thought he was dead. We thought, we he, thought was he was dead. dead. Okay. That Ben Affleck, I would just lay in the bed and dream about oh, him kissing me. And I'd be like, what will it ever be like right now? I'm going to say the two ultimates that I can't believe we haven't thought about, oh, but God. for me, and this is a callback to Rachel Lee Cook. Okay. <gasps> I take you to, she's all that. Freddie Prince Jr. Jr. Oh. and Paul Walker. Oh, God rest his beautiful soul. God rest him. Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Jr. Oh, I remember like thinking and wondering like, how, how does he do it? How, <laughs> how does he do it? He's all that. Like he's all that. <laughs> like how it's, how will I ever meet someone in real life as spectacular as what I'm seeing on this screen? There was, it was like, who, uh, what he was not real. And then she takes her glasses off and he finally sees her for who she is. Oh, they're in love. And how I wish that happened for me (laughs) when I finally got contacts (laughs) or when I finally grew my butt cut out. (laughs) And when I finally grew my, it was about right after I grew my butt cut out, I started dressing in men's clothing because I thought if I dressed and wore the clothing that the boys wore that I liked, they yes. would like me because I they thought, see themselves and, in oh my it. God, wait, so no, like, we just cracked into something, Haley. We just, we just, I'm having a breakthrough. Okay. I was trying. Oh my God. So my brothers, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm like trying to, or I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working through this in real time. Yes. Here so we go. I was in love with Devin Sawa. I saw him in Casper. I'm having this moment in the darkness of this theater, seeing this human being who I'm like, I'm in love. And the lights come up. My brothers say to me about this human being that I just fell madly in love with. That looks like you. So then therefore my perception of love is you love people who look exactly like you. And so in middle school, I started trying to dress like the boys that I was interested in because I thought they'd love me because I looked like them. Cause they'd see you and be like, is that me? No, that's clear. I love her. I you love can- those gigantic men's Adidas shoes on her. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I love her tearaway track pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Does she have on those Adidas shoes that are like those slides that are like standing on top of 300 Q-tips? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Wow. While I'm not being totally serious, there could be something there. Could there. Be a connection. You're like, I blame my brothers for my romantic troubles in middle school and beyond. Mm. Um, wow. wow. Okay, that Anybody was else? Really... Refer- that was good. I'm glad you brought this up because Andrew Keegan, good Lord, forgot about him. Oh, what know. a hottie McCotterson. There's, there was, a, there was a wealth of there's so oh. many we're forgetting, but those were some of the biggies. Like they the were, there was, you know, there was one other guy, his mm-hmm. name, I don't know. And then maybe we'll have to move on from here. Cause we could probably just sit here and continue this conversation. Till the hey, do you want to listen to our podcast where Claire and I Google hot guys from the nineties <laughs> and then talk about it <laughs> and how Claire would look dressed in their wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Funny. His name. Eric Von Detten. Oh, wait, 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 no, I know that name, but I can't envision Eric Von. He was in like Disney Channel movies. <gasps> oh, he was in Brink. Brink. On Disney. 
I remember Brink. Was that this? It was. It was. It was that skateboarding. Skateboarding movie. Oh, and he was in. Um, what was the movie? There was a Mandy Moore movie. Or was that just the Princess Diaries? He was like the love interest in the first Princess Diaries. Was too. he? Yes, it says he was in. He was in <gasps> Escape to Witch Mountain, Toy Story, Brink, Nego, The Princess Diaries. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. he was. He was a special one for me. He was very big on the Disney Channel. It was very hot back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> big heart throb. And now when you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric, I see you. You're only 39 years old. It's not too late. Claire, you're going to have to cut your hair off. It's going to be about ear length, okay? Okay. Long layers in the front. I think I'll probably have to get a tan. All right. But I could look like him. I could do it. Give me a chance. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, so anyway, that that was... Oh, and then on the topic, this is is the last time. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Guys, this is untapped podcasting territory. Like we're just, the good moments are just building on themselves and you can't, that's lightning in a bottle. Sorry to take it from you, Hayden. Well, bringing it back to a place of, remember the Titans, Kip Pardue. Does that name mean anything to you? Kip It does not, but it will in just a few moments. I believe his character in Remember the Titans was Sunshine. He was the guy from California. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you. I didn't even look at him. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sweating. Oh, oh, Kip, I'm sweating too. Wait, he's on Runaways on Hulu. Uh oh. Guess I gotta watch that tonight. Oh, uh oh. Kip Pardue fined six thousand by SAG for alleged sexual misconduct. Oh, oh no. All right, right. You know what? I'm here to comment I didn't on those. know that. I had not know that. We're not here to comment on those issues. That's none of our. Th- we're just talking purely looks and then we'll just move on. Okay. I'm going to say something. Damn it. Well, of course we just got too high on the horse. And okay. I'm going to tell you one. And this popped up when I Googled nineties heartthrobs and I blame Google for popping this up, but I do remember this child and thinking he was so precious. Um, Cameron Finley. I just want you to see his face and then tell me what you know him from. Wait. Do I, I don't know him from anything. He played Beaver in the 1997 film remake of Leave it to Beaver. Oh my God. That, <laughs> oh wait, I totally remember. Yes, he was the cute little kid in the remake. He no. had the guy that played Shooter McGavin from- Yes, as his dad. As the dad. Um, oh, he's kind of cute now. Yeah, I don't know. It says he's now a molecular biologist, former child actor. Wow. joking? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! Yes, he was he's from he's from Garland, Texas. Ooh. Isn't that near okay. Dallas? Um, that is a very near. That is in the DFW Metroplex. Okay, Cameron, where is he now? Oh, it says he lives in Brooklyn. Of course. Well, well it's time not- to come home, baby. It's time to come home and be with me, Beaver. I'm. I'm. Oof, wow. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. Good. Let us know. Send us a message on Instagram. Anyone we're leaving out at the that you want to hear us Google and ooh and ah over next week. We'll do that. We'll do that for you. Anyone you send in, we will agree. We will not Google it until we have started the podcast. Jacqueline is um, sitting in the dark somewhere still because her <laughs> she has not rejoined us and she knows we're still recording and has promised to come back as when her power comes back on. But she's so I am to surmise she's just sitting in the dark somewhere and just praying. <laughs> hopefully. It's silently praying. Yes. Um, I'm going to pass the torch to you, Haley, and um, we can move on to your topic. Um, My topic is um, hot girls from 90s films that have gone way down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Ooh, she looks disgusting now. Oh, God. The only people I recognized were her and Rachel Lee Cook. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Okay, so I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about something this week, and I'm trying to... I think we live in an age now, especially, and I blame social media, where every day we see another new product or another new clothing item that is supposed to change our lives or a pair of shoes or something. And I feel like I fall prey to that all the time. And recently I've started trying to be like, my justification is always like, well, it's only $20 or it's only $30. I might as well get it. And then I'll be set for summer. And then the next week there's another product that everyone's like, it's the it shoe that everyone's wearing. And I'm like, well, it's only $30. Next thing I know, I've got all these only $30 things that I'm like, I don't have time in summer to wear these. Right. But so I started thinking about before, I think the age of social media, especially purchase social media, like ads and things where businesses got in on our Facebook train from the good old days when it used to be just .edu email addresses. Um, Oh, yes. I started thinking about the way I used to like dress or wear things or buy things. And I'm just like, I started thinking about and maybe trying to do it again, where I just start buying and wearing things that I feel my best in Mm -hmm. and stop trying to be influenced by so much. And it just got me thinking about because the other day I was looking at my closet and was like, I really need to clean it out. And it just got me thinking about what outfits if I had no influence from other people or I didn't feel the pressure because I'm on TV to constantly be wearing something new. What is mm-hmm. it that I just feel my best in and dressing like, cause you'll hear about these people like Steve jobs or, or certain people that have a certain uniform they wear every day that they just feel their best in. And so I just kind of want to talk about what's an outfit you feel your best in that if you had no influence from anyone and not like your sweatpants at home, which if it is your sweatpants, great, but we all feel comfortable in our pajamas or sweats. Like if you're just out for a normal day, what's an outfit you put on that just is a no brainer outfit for you that when you put it on, you know, no matter what variation of it, be it, it could be 10 colors of the same shirt. You know, you're going to feel good in that shirt. You know, you're going to feel good in those jeans. And I just kind of was wanting to know everybody's like comfort outfit that it's like, if you all of a sudden find out you have to go to dinner with friends or an event that you didn't know about, you're like, I'm going in my closet. I'm grabbing this. I know I'll feel good in this, what that outfit is. And I figured out I have two. Okay. Two, one for me is I feel I, and I used to, one of my girlfriends in college and I used to always talk about it, how we were dress girls for me, a dress, a one piece outfit, mm-hmm. not necessarily a dressy dress. If just a sundress or something like that was the, uh, was something I felt my best in, even with just sandals or flip-flops. And I thought about it. And I'm like, I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like I just love throwing on a dress and it's a one piece outfit. I don't have to think about it. I know it's good. And then my other is ankle skinny jeans. Okay. And like a white tank top. Yeah. I love like, but recently I'm, I invested, they were like $12. I saved up and invested in a bunch of new tank tops from target, which I did see on an ad, but 
I bought like six colors of them and they're these ribbed tank tops that are like racer back and also like plain tank tops. Love yeah. them. They're the stretchiest, most comfortable things in the whole world. So those are my two comfort outfits. It's like, I can throw on a semi put together dress and I feel put together or skinny ankle length jeans and a tank top that doesn't grab in the wrong places or something. Yeah. Those are my like comfort yeah. outfits that I'm like, I know I feel good in these. Yeah. I'm good to go. And in the yeah. winter, not a tank top, but I'd probably wear like a turtleneck or something. <laughs> but turtlenecks. I love, I think I love a turtleneck. I, I do too. Like I, yes. Love a turtleneck. I always feel like I look good. I feel good in a turtleneck, but yeah, obviously you can't wear those all the time. Do, you could do, which is a controversial piece, but I think Jennifer Aniston's character on friends for doing it is the sleeveless turtleneck. I have one and I like it. I've worn it a couple of times to yes. work mm-hmm. and I'll, yes, I'll throw a blazer cool. on sometimes if I mm-hmm. like need to look like I'm not wearing a sleeveless turtleneck, but, um, yeah, I like those. I like those. Yes. So what's an outfit that like, if you just think right now, like I have, I have to leave in five minutes, what am I going to throw on right now in the summertime? So I know funny. I'll feel good. It's funny that we're talking about this because I I've worn two things recently where I actually thought I, I feel really good when I wear this one is kind mm-hmm. of like what you said, pajamas, but not really when I wear, I have invested again, invested, invested. Um, in a number of biker shorts, like spandex biker shorts. I oh, feel yeah. really confident in those. I don't know why. Oh, I yeah. don't know why. Like I love, I like, I, I think. I, I really can't describe it, but every time I wear them, I'm like, I feel really good when I wear these, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I'm not typically a shorts wearer. I mm-hmm. shorts have always made me uncomfortable and like they're tight, you know? And I don't yeah. know, I don't know if it's like a comfort thing. Like I played volleyball in high school. So maybe I, I really don't know. I was trying to think. Oh about no, it. maybe because you were probably very confident when you were playing volleyball and felt maybe. you were focused on what you were doing and not focused on. Yeah. Probably just yeah. felt really confident and badass in them. Maybe I wonder but, if there's a connection between that. Yeah. I don't know, but I literally had this thought like two or three days ago and then, yeah, I'm a big dress girl. And so the particular dress that I'm thinking of and like this style of dress, it's like, it's kind of like, it comes down a little bit low in the chest, but not super low, Mm -hmm. but it's like to wear, like my shoulders are being shown off my chest, like my, not my boobs, but my chest Mm -hmm. is being shown (laughs) off. And then like, it's a loose dress. Otherwise. Yes. I love like that. I love it. Cause like, you can see like parts of me that like, I think are like pretty and like flattering. And then like, I'm comfortable. But you don't feel on display. You don't yes. feel on display. Like everyone's looking at my chest or something. Yes. And like, I could go out in a dress like that every day of the week and feel confident and cute and kind of inappropriate. No yeah. And no matter mm-hmm. like how in shape I feel like I am or this or that, it always is just like a comfy, cute go-to look that I feel like I can yes. my best in. Do you have, I'm envisioning a dress that you have. And I think I have pinpoint is your, is it like spaghetti strap? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Do you, do you have a, don't you have a polka dot one that's cut like that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. As you're describing it, I'm like, I can envision you in this. And I was like, for some reason I'm seeing polka dots. Oh, well, I think you posted it. You were, you wore that to dinner recently and posted it on your story or something. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And I've seen yeah. you wear it in person before. And it, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. That is such a great everyday, any event type dress. Yes. Oh I, yeah. And those cuts. Uh, I feel like that style, there's casual versions and dressy versions. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about this, I, I can't remember where I heard it. It, it. I think it was like, it was during the pandemic. 
Uh, and cause I kind of got into reading different bloggers blogs during the pandemic. Cause mm-hmm. what else were we doing? Yeah. Um, and it was talking about like dressing, how we dress, like, uh, how we decide what clothes we like to wear and kind of like what you're saying, how we base it off of like so much we're, we're influenced by so much in terms of like, you know, pop culture, what celebrities are wearing, what you should be wearing and mm-hmm. what's quote unquote flattering to your body type. Yes, and yeah. it was really, I never stopped and thought, and I've definitely seen people and been like, Ooh, that's not very flattering on her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. or I see something on me and I think, Oh, this isn't very flattering on me, but I never stopped and thought like, maybe what makes someone feel good isn't flattering on mm-hmm. them and who cares like what what is flattering I don't know it was just an interesting yeah, who is it me. flattering is it right. flattering the people that have to look at this person or does it f- make you feel good yeah it's like you're right what does flattering even mean yeah and it was just talking about wearing things that y- you feel good in wear what you want to wear and mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of hard like that's a it, not to make it seem like wow, what an act of bravery, but it's kind of radical to be like, I'm going to wear what I want to wear because it makes me feel good. And I'm not going to worry about anything else. Um, but it is something to try and consider something I, and something now that like, I'm not on TV, I am able to kind of do that a little bit more or wear more of the things that I actually do like, and not feel like I have to wear because I'm on TV. And that's a really real thing. And I, so Mm -hmm. I relate to that. I've thought about that too, because I'm like nine times out of 10, when I'm shopping, it's like, if I can't wear it on air, I tend to not buy items. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, if I can't wear this on air too, then I'm only supposed to wear it on my days off, which is what Saturdays and Sundays. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, am I going to get used out of this? No. So it's like, if I can't, I tend to, I went through a very long period where if I couldn't wear it to work, I wouldn't buy it. Same. And then yeah, recently, I, yeah. yeah. So recently I've started trying to buy, you know, I still buy things that I do know I can wear on air, but I'll try to buy stuff that I can wear both. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that I'm like, no, I love this item. I don't care if I only wear it on weekends. I love a good tank top. Love, love one buying yeah. them all bottom in yeah. six colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of what I was thinking. And I was like, it's, I just, I'm going to try to be a, I need to do a full closet clean out and donate a bunch of clothes or throw away a bunch of clothes that I don't like anymore, but mainly donate. Nothing feels better to me than donating a huge, like bags full of clothing to either mm-hmm. Goodwill or something like that, or like dress for success which is a charity, at least in this area, I think it has some chapters across the country, which it gives back to women who are getting back in the workforce that weren't in it for whatever reason. And they need professional clothing and they can't afford it for whatever reason. Um, and they always are looking for like very gently used professional attire, which if you work in news and like you, we've all said, there's pressure to wear something new ish all the time. You can only wear something for so long before you're like, viewers are going to remember this outfit. And I, for some reason it's like frowned upon. And I I'm can't like, tell you how nice it is to not worry about that anymore. Like the repeating oh. outfits. Cause I'm like, I like wearing certain things and mm-hmm. who cares? Like, yeah, who cares? You know, I'm like, yeah. And I'm just like, so anyway, yeah. And I've just, sometimes there's no better feeling than putting on an outfit that you're just like, Ooh, I feel good. Like yes. it's not it's holding me in, in the places that I like to feel kind of tight in it's loose on the places that feel comfy you know, and it's just, it's such a good feeling. And so think about that, find out what your formula is and outfit that. Cause it's kind of good to know what you feel your best in. So in the event you're pressed for time, yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? You can throw on something that, you know, like, okay, 
any kind of variation of this. I know I'm going to put it on. I'm going to feel good. And like you said, wear it. Cause it makes you feel good. Don't worry about what someone else thinks or how it makes them feel. Yeah. You know, it's like, if it makes you feel good, friggin' wear it. Exactly. This made me think of something I, um, I saw earlier today and just maybe would be interesting to people listening is I don't think it's, I don't know how super well-known it is that like a lot of new stations, um, have consultants who come in and tell you different things about like, you should cut your hair or you should wear your makeup this way or wear these colors. And like I was told, never wear your hair in a ponytail because it will distract the viewers. Do not wear your hair in a ponytail. And I'm like, um, it's two 45 in the morning. I might have a bad hair day. So can yeah, I please, I'm sorry, but anyway, I live in Dallas, of course now, and Dallas is a top five news market and WFAA is the ABC station here, which is like one of the most like well thought of stations in the nation. And mm-hmm. I have their, uh, midday news on in my office today and the midday anchor, is a black girl Tashara Parker. She's so cool and cute. And she had like her, she had on like braids, big hoop earrings and a nose ring. And I was like, <gasps> oh, suck it consultants. Suck it. Yes. This is Dallas. This is WFAA and people are watching and consultants said I couldn't put my hair in a ponytail and look yeah. at WFAA out here breaking the mold. I was just like, Thank I love you. that. Like, yes. It's, it's like, why do we all have to pretend that we don't, that we all look a certain way to appear on TV? Why do we all have to look the same to appear on TV? Why can't you just dress the way you dress? And yes, there are rules for what needs to be appropriate on, right. you know, according to FCC, you know, <laughs> regulations. Sure. But if, when it comes to just a style view, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like my, um, my first station in Oklahoma, where we're reporting in a hundred degree heat in the summertime, we're out in the field. We weren't allowed to have sleeveless dresses or tops on. Oh, I remember when there was big drama about sleeveless in on news. I remember that era what? where you didn't wear sleeveless. Like that, that people we're talking to are wearing sleeveless. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like my life is threatened having to cover up. <laughs> remember my life is, remember for me, I always envisioned Michelle Obama when people bring oh, up yeah. the sleeveless debate. Cause when she first started wearing a lot of sleeveless, when Barack Obama, her husband was in the white house, yeah. it was all like, I can't believe the first lady is wearing sleeveless. And it's like, so what? And I remember around that time, I was like a reporter at a station and some of the female anchors, one of them was this amazing black woman. She's still the anchor. Um, it's W-A-T-E in Knoxville, Tiersa Smith. She started one day, I can remember we were talking about it and she was like, I think I'm going to wear a sleeveless dress tomorrow. And I was like, really? And she was like, Michelle can do it. I can do it. And she did it. And all of us were like, do it. And there was no blowback and no one said anything. So then we all started wearing it because we were like, you're right. What is offensive about our shoulders? If the first lady of the United States can look so classy and authoritative and show her, oh my God, shoulders, why are we all acting like you're in the heat of Oklahoma? And they're like, I don't care if you're sweating. I don't care if you're dying. I don't care if your life is on the line. I don't want to see your hideous shoulders. I did have some acne at that point on my shoulders. And so I was like, kind of thankful for the, for the, um, the rule. You're the one person that's like, Oh no, you're like, we should, um, put a jacket on over even, um, offended. Um, but you, do you remember the time and I won't name any names or anything, but when we got an email at the station, because a viewer was offended by someone's ugly knees. Yes. Wait, yes. 
wait, wait, wait. I got to think about this. Yes. It was someone and they, yes. Okay. Yep. No, I'm back. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sorry. I just needed a couple seconds to think about it. So if you're listening person who wrote that email about ugly knees, what's wrong? Like, have you seen a pretty knee? That's yeah, what I want to know. Have you ever seen a knee and been like, oh, Ooh. honey, get in here and look at this. Is that not the most beautiful knee you've ever seen? <sighs> Psychotic. Psychotic. Oh. So I guess some people out there are offended by those things, but I would say to you, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Okay. You've got more important things to worry about. Like what's for dinner tonight. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. I haven't stared at my knees in ages, but I definitely think about what I'm having for dinner every night. Oh, hell yeah. I'm thinking about that. Night for dessert. We went to, we went to, um, it's a local Australian place. It's Outback. Oh, Um, yeah. Local, um, put another shrimp on the bob, eh? God. (laughs) Hey, hi to all our Australian listeners. Sorry. This will be your last time tuning in. (laughs) Dumb and dumber. Hello. Hello. It's a great freaking film. What's the soup of the uh, soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, I'll have that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, anyway, no, we went there tonight for some random reason, and but they did have a delicious um, dessert that we got. And I was like, why am I eating like this on a Wednesday night? Like it's my birthday. We got a dessert and we split it, Matt and I, and it was thunder and lightning. Ooh, large brownie. And each one is stacked on top of the other large brownie with nuts in it. On top of that is a blondie brownie, which is the yellow one on top of that is yes. On top of that is a massive amount, mount, mount, um, of vanilla ice cream, Mm. chocolate sauce, Mm. whipped cream on top of that. And then the full bottom of the bowl was filled with fresh strawberries in a strawberry glaze. My gosh. I know. I was like, is this my last meal before I'm put to death for the heinous crimes I committed? Like, what is going on? We ate the whole thing as if it was, it was like a race. We both were like, and you know what? This is how, you know, you work in news. I was going full in depth telling Matt about Jerry Harris, the now, um, a former star of the Netflix series cheer that as of today, he got officially sentenced to 12 years in prison for, um, child sex abuse crimes. Um, anyway, so I'm detailing that as I'm shoveling thunder and lightning into my mouth <laughs> and I'm talking very authoritatively to Matt about here's what happened and here's what he did. And my goodness, what a time it is. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It was I- so good, but it was so large. The server brought it to the table and I was like, what? Yeah, okay, guess we're eating it, this. It was, at, it was at least eight inches tall off the plate. Like it was truly an illusion. <laughs> it was so tall. Like I could barely see Matt over the plate. And I was like, whatever. Well, I'll tell you what I did the other day. It was on July 4th. In fact, I went to, I had signed up for a free workout class, not realizing it was the 4th of July. Like when Mm -hmm. I did it, it just like didn't click. And so anyway, I went to a workout class uh, on the morning of the 4th of July and then got out and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I decided there was this little stationary store I wanted to run to in a one part of town. And I thought, Oh, I could do that today. It's Monday. It's open. Cause some days it's like closed on the weekend or sometimes, I don't know. Oh yeah. And so I went over and I didn't expect, I did not remember it being next door to, nor did I expect it to be next door to a Jenny's ice cream, but it was. <gasps> oh, Jenny's ice cream is so good. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, I guess I'm gonna have to get some ice cream. Like have I have to. no choice. Yeah. yeah. And so have no choice. I walked in there. No one else is in there. I mean, the workers were in there and you walked and, in and you said, Jenny, yeah. Where is she? 
Where is she? Um, and I'd never been to a Jenny's ice cream. I've had like little pints, but I'd never mm-hmm. been to the ice cream shop. And the woman asked me, um, <laughs> like, this is turning out to be more of a story than I remember. <laughs> um, she was like, have you ever been to a Jenny's ice cream before? And I couldn't really hear, like the music was kind of loud. And I was like, no. And she's like, did you, is this your first time in Deep Ellum, which is the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that's what she asked me, but I just said, yes. And so then I had to act like the rest of the time through the conversation that she's like, so when did you move here? Like I I basically was acting like I just got to town like that morning. And so I was new in town. So she but it's too me- awkward to correct her. It's too yeah. awkward to. Yeah. I sampled every flavor. <laughs> oh, 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 of course like, you did. Like, she goes, would you like to try any flavors? I said, can I sample all of them? And she goes, sure. And so I went through <laughs> You little, what Claire's running an ice cream crime syndicate, basically. Well, I said, I was like, I will, I will buy some. Like I'm going, oh, yeah, to that's true. You're not going to be a true, horrible person and taste them all. And they'd be like, sorry, none of them really do it for me. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, bye. I don't like any of those. Um, but it was a real psycho move because by the time I had sampled all of them, I'd had like a lot of ice cream, a lot of ice cream. Yeah. And then I just ended up getting two scoops. Uh, <laughs> To go. <laughs> All I had room for was two more scoops. <laughs> so anyway, I, I also showed out the other day in my uh, dessert and she's like, welcome to town. You'll have to come by again. And I was like, yeah. And yeah. Like, I grew up going to deep Ellum. Like I've been to that neighborhood, like <laughs> infinite numbers of times in my life. Like not only like, yes, I moved here semi recently, but like I am from here. So it was just I kind also of grew up here. <laughs> that is so hilarious. I know that. what is it about stranger interactions that sometimes it's like, it's too uncomfortable to correct, but it's meanwhile, like I've never seen this person before and I'm never going to see him again. Right. I would correct anyone I know to be like, I'm sorry. I just didn't hear you. No, I'm from here. Yeah. But for, oh, yeah. sometimes it's, it's, it's too uncomfortable to correct, but it's also a little thrilling to be like, Ooh, I get to play a part real quick. Well, yeah. Then I was like, Ooh, I can be like new and naive. Oh, and like, suddenly you just, next thing you know, you hear yourself talking in an accent and you're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just Devin Sawa. Mind mouth. I'm Devin Sawa. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Casper. How are you? <laughs> Want to dance? Um, <laughs> yeah. I had a whole moment. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's okay. Guess where I had to do a shoot for the show this week. And I told them all about our episode last week. Crank and boom, crank and boom, ice cream in Lexington got to go to their headquarters where they make all the ice cream, got to assist in making their gooey butter cake ice cream, which I think I mentioned last week as one of their recent ones. And now they've added it as a full-time menu item. Amazing. I've had that. I waited in line during the special release of that one. That was before I left town. Cheesecake ice cream with chunks of butter cake. So delicious. Got to help make it. Taste it right out of the machine where it's like soft serve consistency. Oh, delicious. It was so good. And I told them and I said, um, I don't know if you guys saw yourselves tagged on Twitter because a couple of people tagged them. I was like, we talked went in depth about ice cream last week on our podcast. And I was like, your flavors got a lot of call outs. And they were like, really? Thank you. If you all don't know Crank and Boom, or if you didn't listen last week, we did our uh, top five ice cream flavors and Crank and Boom is local to Lexington, but they have really, they, oh, and they're on gold belly. They yeah, they are. Shot popularity. Yeah. So you can buy it or go to one of their shops in Lexington, Kentucky. But if you're not in Lexington, 
or you have family members that live away and you want them to try it, or you're looking for a gift idea. They said for Father's Day, they processed over a hundred gold belly orders that day. Wow. So they ship across the country. God bless dry ice because we helped them pack one of their orders. So Bob in New York, um, Astoria, <laughs> hope you enjoy that ice cream we packed for you. That's um, so cool. Anyway. Yes. And I told her, I said, oh my gosh, I'd never even heard of gold belly till last week when Claire was saying she wants some from a cream ice creamery in California. And they were like, she should do it. It works. It's good stuff. Apparently to even get on gold belly, they had, they were on a five-year wait list. What? They said, that's how strict the standards are to be on gold belly. They were like, because you're shipping very sensitive products yeah. and they don't want their name to be bad. If you don't, because you, they send labels and stuff and packaging, but then you mail it yourselves, but it would just make gold belly look bad. If crank and boom mails your ice cream, but they don't freeze it appropriately. So it comes melted. Then gold belly yeah. gets the bad review. So they were like gold belly. If, if a ice cream shop is on gold belly, they have put in the work and proved that they're going to take care of the product. They're going to get it to you frozen. Um, so anyway, that place, what was that? Sweet Rose Creamery. Yeah. Sweet Rose. Yeah. I didn't see it. I did not see it on gold belly though. I looked it up after well, last week, but I'll keep my, I'll keep an eye out. Well, order a little crank and boom, or maybe I just might. look out for crank and boom next time. Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, so good. So delicious. Yes. Yeah. We saw a lot of you that tweeted at us and gave us your opinions and said that you'd tried that Kroger private selection ice cream that we, that we talked about. And we applaud you for trying the ice creams. There are so many good ones. Yes. And shout out to my friend Noel. Claire is sponsored by Jenny's ice cream. Now, what can we say? I am. I am. And shout out to my friend Noel in Austin who listened and she is also an ice cream girl and she has the salt and straw cookbook and an ice cream maker. And she said, just come down to Austin. We'll make it. We can make some ice cream. So, oh, you're like, perfect. And I'll pretend I've never been there before. (laughs) I'll act like Texas. (laughs) What's Texas? This is nuts. Okay. Uh, Let's check in on Jacqueline one last time. Oh, She's still in the dark ages. Um, she, Jacqueline, we miss you. We're thinking about you about an hour ago. She tweeted WTF is going on with the power in Lexington. So, okay. Well, at least she's got some power left on her phone, Uh, but there can only be so much time left for that. So before she goes fully off the grid, stop it. Yeah. Oh yeah. She did tweet that poor little thing. Well, um, okay. I guess it's favorite things in self-care time. Um, yes, we won't blow We have Jacqueline's choices here, but we won't blow those. She can tell you next week herself. That's right. Um, but okay. So I'll go. I have a new, my favorite thing this week is a new fragrance that I've been trying for summer that I did get from Sephora and it was only $20. Oh. It is the Sol de Janeiro Brazilian crush hair and body oh. fragrance mist. It is the scent of the bum bum cream. Oh, so good. So good. So the iconic viral Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream that's supposed to help with cellulite. It also just smells really good. It's supposed to be really moisturizing. You've seen it. It's those big yellow tubs. I've got it in my bathroom right over here. Yes. It's so good. I remember one year I felt so wealthy because the birthday gift that year from Sephora was the bum bum cream. That's how I got it. I got the little tub of it and I was like, I'm smell great. And I'm rich now. I think, I don't know. Um, so they came out with a fragrance of that scent and it's like a body mist. It's not like a expensive glass perfume bottle. It's like a plastic bottle kind of feels like a Victoria's secret, you know, body splash, but it smells like that. And I didn't know the the note call outs are pistachio and salted caramel. 
Love both of those. Me too. And that is the scent of the bum bum cream. So anyway, if you're looking for a, I mean, I've used it for the past week when you spray it on, I mean, it just smells so good and delicious. Mm, it's and such a good smell. It's such a good smell, but I had no idea those were the actual scents. The, I got, and it's a pretty big bottle, $20. Oh. Um, yes. And so it'd be a great one. I used to keep body splashes like that in my car. So like if I had to go somewhere and just was needing a touch up and, you know, I, I would keep those in my car and just spritz myself back then in the day, it was Bath and Body Works. Well, this one would be a great one to keep in your car. Um, so thank you. Sol de Janeiro, Brazilian crush hair and Mm -hmm. body fragrance mist. Um, my self-care is I have had a very busy time in my life in the last like month, month and a half, just a lot going on, especially lately work has been a lot and it's all positive stuff, but I just been very busy and I have not done a good job at this. And so I'm saying this out loud so that I will do it. I'm so I've got to have some more alone time. I feel like lately I have not been prioritizing even an hour of just like alone decompression time a day, truly because I haven't had time for it and B, I haven't made time for it. Um, but I am a person and I think we've touched on this a little bit. I, uh, because I have such a public facing life and job and blah, blah, blah. I have to have some down alone time where I'm not on or feeling like I have to perform in any way. Yes. Um, and I haven't been doing that lately. And I have just felt way more anxious than normal because I feel like I haven't gotten a break from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. I'm just go, go, go. I'm on TV. I'm trying to, I'm doing stuff on social media. I'm around, even when I'm around friends and family, not like I feel like I'm performing, but you know what I mean? You can only have so much social interaction before at least me, I'm depleted. So I'm saying this here because I've really noticed it in the last couple of days of like, I got to make time, even if it's just an hour or 30 minutes, most days of like, okay, I'm fine. I don't have to perform. I can just chill here for an hour and read a book or just watch a trash show or just lay here in silence or take a little nap. I just need, it's so vital. And you don't realize how vital it is when you're not doing it. So I'm that type of person. If you are too, um, I know Claire, you've talked about too, that you need alone time. You're in alone oh, yeah. time. Like you need it too. And so some people don't need it as much as others. I need it. And I've been very bad about it lately. And I've just started to see, I just feel more anxious all the time because I've had no release, no chill time. And yeah. so I've just got to start doing that and get back to it. Cause when I'm doing that and prioritizing it, I feel a lot more centered. I feel more apt to, or more engaged in other areas of my life. When I don't feel like I'm like, Okay, here I go again when I feel like I've had that time to recharge. So anyway, that's what I'm going to try to do this week. That's my self-care goal as opposed to something I've accomplished. I have not done it yet, but I need to. Yeah. Well, no, it's really good to try and prioritize. It can be hard though. I mean, you know, and of course, like parents out there probably can't ever like have alone time or like lock themselves in the bathroom, you know? So we get like, it's not the easiest thing to Mm -hmm. make time for, but I think a lot of times too, it all starts with like acknowledging it, wanting to be intentional about it and just finding those few moments where you can just find some serenity now, please God. And yes, Yes. just like recharge. And yeah, because like you said, I very much get it. I, I definitely need my alone time or just like time away from, yeah, having to just go, go, go or something. I mean, yeah, yeah just, be yeah. on. It's just like, yeah. we, I think we all have a tendency to want to put our best foot forward and be on and portray like a perfect, like I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. 
But yeah. for me, it's not only like, sometimes you just need physical rest, but I think for me, the main, it's like, it's a mental rest. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the biggest thing. Like just laying there for like an hour. It's like, Oh, I don't have to uh, think for a minute. It's just so nice. So yes, get that alone yeah. time is even if it's 20 minutes, if whatever it is, even if it's just go get in the shower for 20 minutes and just stand there. Sometimes that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if that's all you can get, it's worth it. You know, you're, you're trying to do a deep condition. Just say that. If anyone questions, you'd be like, I'm just conditioning. My legs are really hairy, like really hairy. I'm really trying to get those knees for the last time. Oh, God. those really ugly good. knees. Hideous. Hideous. Um, all right. My favorite thing is kind of a self-care, but it's truly just a favorite thing. I have a new face wash that I've been using for like two weeks now and I'm obsessed with it. Oh, it totally is obsessed with it. I've never been obsessed with a face wash, but it's, it is from Sephora. I know we were saying we don't go to Sephora. Well, I don't buy makeup at Sephora, but I am buying skincare and it is the, the brand is youth to the people and it's the kale and green tea spinach, uh, superfood cleanser. And I love it. It's just, it's really soothing. I have really sensitive skin. And first of all, it like really soothes my skin. My skin is always like really red and pink and my skin has been like super non red. And I just, I don't know. I love it. I I've never, I can't really describe it. I don't really know the science, if there is any behind like the benefits of putting kale and spinach on your face. I mean, it's this color. So it's kind of like, it's yeah, I'm a- looking at it right now. It's like green. It looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I don't know. Like, so is it like a gel? Is it yeah. It's like a gel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it foams up a little bit. Oh yeah. This yeah. looks nice. Yeah. You're right. I don't know what the benefits of that is, but Hey, there has to be some reason. It might, it might help with like the soothing of the skin. I don't know. It's great. It, your skin feels really clean. It's not drying. It's oh, good. soothing. I love it. And, um, it's not the cheapest. I just bought the little trial size bottle, which okay. was $12. Yeah. That's um, what I'm looking at. I'm like two, two ounces will last quite a bit for face wash. And it's just yeah. $12. I'm like, that's good. I, I appreciate when a company that is more of a luxury company provides a mini size for you to yes. try the first time. Yeah. And it does come in a glass bottle and love that. They, um, I know they promote, like, if you decide to graduate into the full size product, you just refill the same bottle over and over again. They have a, oh. system. I don't know. Cause, cause it's, cool. they're, they're kind of environmentally green. conscious. Yeah. They're a green yeah. company. Yeah. Um, so that's my favorite thing. I really love it. I've never like loved a face wash and I love that one. So cool. Okay. I, I agree. Market, face washes are always kind of a thing that I'm like, they all do the same. I only can tell you ones I don't like. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, and I've been told about some face washes where people will be like, you will love it. And I was like, eh, no. And this, I actually really love. I uh, tried a face wash once at a lot of people's, um, suggestion and it was supposed to smell like cucumbers. And it was that, oh gosh, sh- no, not Shiseido. I can't remember. It was a Sephora brand and it's uh-huh. quite famous. And it was said it was supposed to smell like cream, cream and cucumbers. It smelled like straight up Mount Olive pickles. And I was like, <laughs> as a woman who loves pickles, I'm not trying to rub them on my face. I'm like, no, cucumbers processed cousin pickles is what this smells like. Ew. And I was like, no, no. And it didn't even get my eye makeup off. And so I was like, I can't, no. I can't do no. it. No, this does, this does the trick. And it's got a very, I, I it's got a very mild smell. Okay. I like a mild smell. It looks good. And my self-care is, um, 
something I've been doing for, I was doing it for a while when I was doing the no sugar situation. Yes. Um, and then I wasn't really, I stopped doing it. And then I was sick several weeks ago and I kind of just like stayed sick. I don't know. I was just, I was feeling puny. And so I decided to buy it again and start drinking it once a day. And it's called Ultima. And it's basically, it's basically like, um, uh, liquid IV. It has no sugar. It has no sugar, no calories, no carbs. So that's the reason why I got into it when I was doing no sugar is because, um, it has no sugar, but it has all the electrolytes and minerals that your body needs to replenish. Yeah. And, um, also it's non-GMO gluten-free plant-based keto and paleo. So if you care about any of those things, but, um, I've just been putting a scoop of it into my water each day to start the day. And this one is pink lemonade flavor and it's freaking delicious. Yum. And, um, I don't know. I just, I really like it. I, to me, it makes me feel good. I know that like I'm replenishing some electrolytes I've been working out or it's super freaking hot here. So I'm sweating all the time. Oh yeah. Um, And then, uh, it doesn't have tons of sugar because I like liquid IV, but it has gobs of sugar in it. I know. I know. And I hate, I like, try not to think about it because I'm just like, but no, it's so good. But I'm like, well, and I never even used to care. I like, cause even I, I was always aware of it, but before I did my whole no sugar journey, I was like, who cares? But then since then I'm like, I, I care. It, well, it just made me so much more cognizant of like the excess sugar I was putting in my body. Like I'm by no means trying to avoid it. Like you heard me at Jenny's ice cream the other day. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> do you have any sugar free options? <laughs> no. Okay. I'll just try 10 of the other flavors then, <laughs> but and stuff like this, where I'm not treating myself for, you know, or doing like an intentional dessert. I don't need yeah. to be getting sugar in those ways. So that's yeah. a little self-care thing that I think is good for me. Um, and cool. So not, where did you buy it? I want to look it um, up. I, I ordered it just off Amazon. Nice. Ultima, Ultima. U-L-T-I-M-A, Ultima. Um, and I don't know when if I'm going to name my firstborn boy or girl. Oh, hey, excellent. Ultima. I don't know if they, um, I don't know if they sell it in stores anywhere. I've never looked for it. Um, but yeah, I like it. They've got, I've had the pomegranate oh, a lot flavor. of flavor options. Yeah. I've had pomegranate, which was pretty good or was like pomegranate and like raspberry or something. And then, but I'm really enjoying this pink lemonade flavor and it, this container lasts a long time. Yeah. That's a big container. That's what I'm looking at here. Yeah. What does it say? It is. It's, it's a pretty it big says 90 days, but I think it lasted more than 90 days. I guess if you, yeah, especially if you do, if you don't like too much flavor, you could make it a smaller you know, scoop or whatever it is. Yeah. It has a bunch of vitamin C. Yeah. Anyway. So that's that. That's that. And that's on that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in memoriam, Jacqueline Nye really miss her, really love her. Hope she's doing okay in the darkness. Don't bust your toe on that, um, door frame. Yeah. Oh Lord. Hope you had some flashlights with batteries nearby and, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't run down that phone battery. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's the thing. Hope the power gets back on at her house soon. Um, we've done it, everyone. Another sparkling episode of, um, the a block, the Elvis Aaron Presley podcast. Oh, we love you. We love you. Have a wonderful week. And I I've said it before and I'll say it again. A Butler. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks.
Thanks. Thanks to our friends at KSR for hosting our podcast. As always, thanks to Relics Bridal and thank thank you to all of you for listening. Tag us on social media. Follow us, the A Block on Instagram, um, Twitter, and send us an email, the A Block Pod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We do. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye now. for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.